0: Climb on bar, We'll go slow and high tempo. How he's getting on, guys. Are you still thinking about Are you still thinking about pillow talk? Hmm. What have I told you before, guys? When I ask you a question, you have to put the wires the wrong way around in your headphones and speak back to me. Are you still thinking about pillow talk? This guy's a child, and he's out sexing you. <laughs> I'm seeing the pain, seeing the pleasure. Nobody but you, nobody but me, but bodies What do people sing like that? Bodies together. Winnie, I want to hold you close from now and always. Um, speaking of Nelson Mandela, I had I had my own little Mandela. That was my. Uh, we have Tony Cantwell here. Uh, this is this is is uh, me and the Late Late Show, right? Um, so, Tony, what's the what's the crack? How how you been getting on, right? Uh, Ryan, I'm good. You know, I have just been thinking a couple of things. I've been thinking, what 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 do you think Nelson Mandela would like? If, would sound like if he was singing Pillow Talk? What? Says Ryan. Just no. I'm just thinking of you know. Got a few things going on at the moment, but I don't know. I'm I, I'm a weird guy. I like to think of weird things. So I was kind of thinking, like, what would that? What would that be? What would that be like if Nelson Mandela was singing Pill talk? You know, It'd probably some. You know, like, I want to hold you close from now and always. <laughs> <laughs> so let's disturb the neighbors. <laughs> Get out! That was your chance. That was your chance, and you blew it. Sorry, I didn't mean to do whatever. It's fucking Nelson Mandela, for God's sake. Did you hear that? That is my French press. Percolators! What's the rule, guys? You know the rule. Don't push the plunge unless it's percolated. Right? You can apply that for life. In fact, you know what? Here we go. Another freestyle. Here we go. Percolators, we percolate all this coffee. If you got a cafeteria a um, French press, um, we've got to percolate it. And you got to be handy with the plunge if you want to earn your cup. You know, just let the coffee stew a bit before you, you plunge it. Up. I drink a smooth flat white, a clear black brew tea. David, sipping cups trying to consume. I like my coffee like I like my women. Freshly ground up in a French press and fucking swimming. I got a whole cafeteria, single origin roast I'm sippin' on my cup of joe, fresh avocado toast. Toast. Drop 17 beans for this coffee and munch That's over half a 30 euro for a terrible brunch I'm two fistin' cups, barista guns are staring at me Cause I'm flippin' tables, buzzin' off the sweetest caffeine Aeropressin' to impress all the coffee, whole clunge Gotta wait and percolate before you give it a plunge I got an espresso at home, what am I doing my life? I can't believe how much I spent, the avocado was shot The shit was under-seasoned and was clearly unripe I guess I read Love and Dublin and got caught up Hype. I'm getting buzzed. I'm getting the shakes. I've had too much. Oh, this was a mistake. He took my cup. He took my Chemex. I looked at the barista. He said Aeropress. If you sup like I sup, you're gonna need to take a piss. I'm paying 17 euros too expensive for a pre-lunch dish. If you sup like I sup, slamming beans like every day. Take your hand off that plunge. TC says percolate. Just make sure if you're making like a uh, French press or a cafetiere. Um, just give it a couple of minutes before you push the plunger down. Bit of crack there. That was T David with uh, percolate. This is Tony shit show. Not shitshow. I'm not doing the fucking team. I'm not doing the team. I'm not doing the team. I just played a tune. Um... Speaking of Mandela, and apologies again, but, you know, he's a famous guy. Do you know what I mean? He's a famous guy. Uh, well, or should I say was a famous guy. This gets me onto the Mandela effect, right? Um, if you don't know what the Mandela effect, it's either two things. Basically, it's, ne- it's named after Nelson Mandela because a lot of people supposedly misremember Nelson Mandela dying in prison in the 1980s. Um, And everyone's like, I'm pretty sure that guy died in prison. But like uh, like so much so that it's become a phenomenon where they're like, no, hang on, I'm 100% convinced Nelson Mandela died in prison. Of course, he didn't. Um, You know, he got out and he died fairly recently. Um, Bono made a bit of another tune about him. Um, So the Mandela effect is either two things. It's either collective misremembering having something close to something whatever it's either collective misremembering where a large group of people actually just just don't remember the right way or the sexier interpretation is uh, or the sexier theory is that we live um, we live in a in a world where there are uh, infinite number of alternate realities and occasionally Things happen in your life where you just jump onto the other alternative, uh, alternate reality. So you might have grown up in a world when Nelson Mandela died in prison. And then all of a sudden you're just now on this timeline where, no, it didn't happen. It's almost identical to the way the timeline was, except except Nelson Mandela didn't die. Another example is, um, there's a famous one, uh, Bernstein Bears where everyone remembers these books of this bear family um, they kind of look like the Simpsons but they're bears and everyone remembers it being called the Berenstein Bears but when you actually look at the books now they're called the Berenstain Bears and everyone says no that is simply impossible I totally remember well here's an example for you here's one that that isn't a popular one if you go online look up the the Mandela effect you'll see a lot of things and a lot of them you'll be like shit I thought Sinbad did play a genie in a film but apparently he didn't. Um here's one for you though. The one one eight guys, yeah? The one one eight guys. Um when you think of them in their in in their uh in their costume, the one one eight guys, right? Um you're thinking, right, they have the mustache, um, they have the the headband, the sweatbands, they have the shorts, they have the vest, um and one of them's wrong. Eh. Sorry, we've got the... Um, we've got the incorrect answer, Mallard. Incorrect answer. They never wore the sweatpants. Think about it. Can't you just see them with the sweatpants? Apparently, they never wore the sweatpants. So you see people running around wearing those 118 costumes. Which is so fucking stupid, by the way. Fucking, what was it? Fucking directory inquiries. Uh, we used to call that number? Um there was a free one there was a free directory inquiries you could call and we used to call it from payphones in Marina it's like uh do you have the number to my arse my arse to langford um anyway what I'm talking about anyway luckily we live in a world where mandela got to live a little bit longer you know so that i could parody him with my classic zane malik uh Ma- Nelson Mandela parody. In the battle day, battle day. Stop doing it. So we're in the twenties guys. How are you getting on? Are you enjoying the twenties. Ba- da-, 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 da. だ- da-, da-, da 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 Enjoying it. Here's another one for you. People um call Babar. You know, the, 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 the Elephant King? They call him Bar-Bar. They're misremembering. It's actually Bar-Bar. So. so I went to the barbers. Guess what he told me? Guess what he told me? He said, boy, you better get your hair cut no matter what you do because you're a fool and nothing compares nothing compares to... Back my back myself into a comedy called a sack here. To plune. Sometimes you just gotta pander. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you just gotta pander. Oh, actually, sorry. Um I did ask you guys when you were back in the gym if there were any beefcakes who looked like other people in the gym. Uh famous faces in the gym. Uh so I'm probably what's 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 a good segment name for this? um um uh, oh here we go we're gonna call it planet swallywood because these lads are swall so in this segment called planet swallywood um, i'll come back to the barbers in a second but i just want to remember this i just want to remember um so planet swallywood is where you send me in uh your nicknames for people who look like other people in the gym that's a shit description basically my mate Connor Barry, personal trainer to the stars, um, said that he used to see this guy walking around uh, the gym who looked like Pierce Brosnan, but he was fucking jacked. So Connor Barry used to call him uh, Fierce Brosnan, which I thought was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. Um, two two of mine, which I found, I found saw two lads in the gym. Um, so it's basically a jacked play on words for these for these people, right? So here's one I had. There was a fella who looked like Eckhart Tolle. You know your man, power of now, Oprah's best friend, but I was calling him Eckhart Swally, swall uh, another fella who looked like Brad Pitt, but he was he was quite wide, uh, broad Pitt, yeah, um, and we got one in here anonymously, right? Um, fella who looked like Jerry Adams, but uh, very little percentage body fat, uh, nicknamed Jerry Abums, because of his abs. So, Planet Swallywood. They look like actors, but they're weight lifters. Shit! No, hang on. I think of something better. Um. Uh. Whatever. Fuck up. Whatever. Anyway, I went to the barber um to get one of my monthly beard trims. Now, I am. Um, I went, uh, why am I fucking stammering? I went to the, I get a beard, I get a beard trim, right? I don't get my hair cut, I get my beard trim, right? And I don't like going to the barber, because I don't like, I don't like, I don't really like handing over that power. Because it's never what I want, and and I always tip the guy. Do you know what I mean? I went to get this beard trim, right? And the chap, this was a weird thing, he, and I, and I thought, well, this is like a luxury treatment, Right? I went to another guy before and he made my jaw look like I had a jaw. Do you know what I mean? He made it look like shaped. He made me look slimmer, you know, not chubby guy, but made me look slimmer. He made me look like I had a big beard and I don't have a very good beard. Right. This guy made me look good. I went back the next week or the next month. Champ wasn't there. Right. So I went to a different place. And this woman, this weird woman gave me a beard trim that made me look like fucking Jafar, you know. Made me look like Jafar from Aladdin. A big long. I can never fucking do these bits. Whenever I write down these bits. This isn't even a fucking bit. Why am I fucking second guessing myself? I wrote down beard trim. And now that I'm talking about it. It doesn't sound very interesting at all. <laughs> anyway. I wanted to get beard trim. This guy. This woman made me look like Jafar. Um, like trimmed. All the, all the side bits that I had on my cheeks. Which is the bits that I want. I want to look like I've got a big thick beard. I don't want to look like I've got a chinny chin chin beard. Right? So this woman trimmed everything. And then trimmed it down to look like Jafar. She was too busy talking to me. To be perfectly honest. But she reminded me of my mate's ma. So I was I was kind of like you know confused. Do you ever get that? I remember it was a cleaner in the offices. Uh, when I was working in London. And, um, and like she was a, she was a small Nigerian woman, but she reminded me of my mom. My mom's not a Nigerian woman, but she was like my mom's short. So at Christmas, um, the cleaner was was around, and I gave her like a box of chocolates, and she said thank you, and I gave her a hug. I gave her a big hug, and she didn't want a hug, but I was missing my mam so, You know. But I tell you if my mom was a Nigerian woman, I think she might sound a little something like Norman. um listen uh, yeah anyway so I got this fucking beard trim but this woman made me look like Jafar but I went so I wasn't happy with that but I'm like, I need to just get back to the guy right so I went back to the guy right and I said, right beard trim right he put me in this nice comfy seat I'm like, wow, reclined it and I'm like, this is incredible you know put this is where it gets kinky. A blindfold over my eyes, loosely. Kind of like no peeking. You can peek if you want, though. It's not tied. It was to stop all the hairs going in my eyes. You know? Uh, so there I am, kind of lying flat on my back with this very loose, bl- excuse me, I'm getting sick. <laughs> this loose uh, blindfold over my eyes. And he's trimming my beard. Um, and it feels great. I like that. I like secrets. You know, I like secret treatments. You can't see. Close your eyes. You're gonna have. To wake up and go and be a new person. You know. Close your eyes. There, you're gonna have a new hair when you open your eyes. You know. So then your man reveals the blindfold, and um this is a shite story. <laughs> I feel like I'm. Li- I feel, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't treat a dog like this. Yeah, I would listen to. I would listen to someone tell me this story. I would listen to someone tell me this story. I need to get out of my head. Anyway, he reveals the moustache and the klim had shaved off most of my beard. And as well, my moustache, which I'm very protective over. I like to have a bit of overhanging hairs over my lip. He had trimmed it all the way up. It looked like like, I looked like Eddie Murphy. You know the way Eddie Murphy's perfectly preened moustache and his gorgeous lips. I looked like that. And he'd shaved all the way up high, high up my lip. And I tipped the guy. I tipped the guy. It was 15 euro treatment. I gave, a guy, I gave a guy three quid. Because I'm not very brave. I used to get my... I got my hair cut once by this chap um, when I was living in uh, Dalston, right? In London. I'm just going to have a little sippy in here. Percolators! Um... Yeah, I was in, I was. I used to live in, I used to live in East London in, um, in guess where fucking London. I used to live in East London. Tony, that's right, I need to have a word on myself. Tony, go easy on yourself, all right? You wouldn't treat a dog like this. All right, I'm sorry. I love you. I love you too. Wait, do you want a hand job later? Okay. Hey, I don't wank. Just the other guy gives me hand jobs. Hey, I'm not a wanker. It's just the other guy, the other guy in my mind gives me hand jobs. <laughs> I want to hold you close. Anyway, I'm after <laughs> spilling coffee on my notebook. Podcast of the year. Um, anyway, I was living in East London and there was a trendy barber near my house, and I thought, you know what? more so that i'm lazy i'm not going to go in to the turkish and pay 5 euro for him to kick the smack the shit out of my neck today i'm not doing that i'm i'm going to just spend whatever it is if it's 20 euro i'm going to do it because this place is trendy and i feel on the other side of this haircut is me finally loving myself right so i went in went got the haircut this motherfucker um it was fancy, right? Fancy East London place. And this L lad, um, who was fancy, he was either, you know, just recently out or just recently had met a new partner. Do you know what I mean? Had, was recently out of a bad marriage. And like he had that kind of like, that kind of like, I always say this to my wife. We're watching Master Chef, you know, and some of the judges might get on and all of a sudden they have like a trendy haircut or a new jacket or something like that. Or, or, or bake-off or something like that with paul hollywood um and they have like you know i don't know they just look much younger they're dressing much younger and i say to my wife oh he's clearly he's clearly just recently been divorced you know i like to highlight you know he's clearly just chasing up chasing up some young tail and he's decided to try and look like a young man this is the vibe this guy had right and he cut my hair right and he pretty much fucking just butchered it he was chatting shite. About fucking how we used to know George Michael in the 80s or whatever, right? And obviously I was listening to him and I was fascinated and, I, you know. But anyway, he fucking shaved me like a pig. And then he left this thin, this down this down my widow's peak, down the front of my head. A thin little draped, not even a fringe, like literally not even an inch wide, thin bit of hair. And he showed it to me because I don't get to see what's going on. I'd have to take my glasses off when I get my hair cut. So I put them on, and my face said it all. I was like, oh, fuck's sake, man. Fuck's sake. And I didn't say that. I said, yeah, it's great. I'm a coward, by the way. Hey, Tony totally Campbell, I'm a coward. Um, it's great. And then he was like, great. And I said, do you know what, actually? Um, would you mind actually just shaving off the the whippity bit you have there hanging draped from the front? You know, just whatever. The other length's fine. Just would you mind shaving that off, right? And he goes... Mm, No, I'm going to leave that there. (laughs) You wouldn't cut it off. I said, you just cut off this, 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 uh, just the long bit that you left. Because the rest you've shaved me. I look like, I look like a tampon. I look like a tampon. I look like you could dip me. I look like you could dip me. You know what I mean? Or teabag would be a nicer way of looking at this. (laughs) It's just this long little whippity bit. And the rest of my head is shaved. You know? Google, so would you mind just shaving off the bit that you left? No. Um, listen, I'm going to leave that there. And if, and uh, he charged me 30 euro. I gave him 40. <laughs> so I'm a silly Billy. A fool and his money, huh? Anyway. Uh, speaking of Paul Hollywood. Here, get this right. Can I tell you about my least famous... Least famous. <clears throat> my least favourite form of patter right my least and this is you know to quote Lemmy here this is just shite patter right it oh my god this is the worst pattern right worst pattern ever is when you say something right or someone else is saying something in a conversation and someone joins the conversation or is walking by right and they go and they hear something and it sounds a bit weird and they're like, oh, I caught the wrong bit of that conversation. <laughs> Let me give you the example, right? Because this happened, right? I was chatting to mates about uh, the Great British Fest of Bake Off, right? I was watching Dairy Girls on Bake Off. Who seemed lovely, by the way. Who they, they seemed lovely. um, And I was saying that I like Paul Hollywood. And I said, I think I was saying something... I said, um, I tell you, I'd love Paul Hollywood to beat me around. Um, <laughs> no, what did I say? I said I'd love Paul Hollywood to. Um, I, I said I'd love Paul Hollywood to slap me around, knead me like kneading me into the you know into the bread. You know, I'd love Paul Hollywood to slap me around, knead me, and leave me in the proven drawer to think about what I've done right They're basically saying he's a sexy guy so I said I'd love Paul Hollywood to slap me around knead me and leave me in the proven drawer overnight to think about what I've done and some guy walked by and said oh I'm after walking in oh that's it oh I'm after walking in on that part of a con no you didn't I said something weird and you heard me don't act like you're taking my shit out of context you clime, you patter fucking leech just because you, you're a fucking basic bay, and I'm blowing your mind with the wacky stuff I'm saying. Doesn't mean you can come with, oh, I'm, a, sorry, uh, I actually heard that out of context. <laughs> you're trying to make me feel weird. Because you're lacking. I think it's shite patter. Shite patter. I'm after, oh, I'm after hearing something I shouldn't have heard. Don't you fucking act like I'm weird. You're the weirdo. You're like that lad in the WhatsApp group who doesn't say anything. You're that pair of eyes emoji is what you are. And also, I was fucking talking to my friend. And uh, shall we count how many people were talking to you? No one was talking to you. It's difficult writing bits, isn't it? Comedy bits. Um, here's one. Here's one for you. You're gonna love this one, right? Here was this one, right? Here's one for you. Uh, I was walking with my friends there, uh, doing some hiking, um, and there was a couple of dogs. <laughs> yeah, and the Madras weren't bad either. No, no, no. Um, no, no, my friends aren't dogs. Um. I mean, some of them are, a recall, you know. No, I mean, I, I don't know, whatever, what am I talking about? Oh, I should tell you about the time I rescued the dog. No, I won't. Anyway, um, but we had a load of dogs, um, and two of the dogs, well, one of the little Jack Russells wasn't really getting on very well with the big dog. Um, and was just kind of barking at all the dogs. You know, you know those little dogs have like, um, you know, fucking small, small person syndrome. And, um. It just struck me how much everyone was pandering to the dog. Just, you know, letting the dog just bark at everyone, snap at everyone. And I thought, like, imagine you had a mate like that. Imagine you just were going on a walk and you'd see your mate just getting riled up, walking towards some other lad, being like, what you fucking mean? Like, oh, leave it, Gary. Oh, here, sorry. And then just walking off and just fucking clattering the next guy. And that's the whole bit. Imagine that. Imagine your dog. Imagine the way your dog just biting at everyone, and you don't really say anything. You're just like, whatever. I will tell you this though. Um, I remember one of the f- one of my favorite things I ever overheard. Right, I was walking around Rahini and um, you know when you see like a bunch of youths, and there's like a static energy off them, and you're like, okay, there's an energy here where something's kicking off or something about to kick off. Where like they they don't really know how to focus their attention. But it was a bunch of lads kind of walking around. Well, three lads were sitting on uh, on on the wall. And one lad was sort of pacing himself, right? And the lad who was pacing himself, right, was kind of like, was fuming, right? And he goes, um, and this is all I overheard, right? I was walking by and I overheard the guy being like, Fuck's sake, I tell you what, I tell you what, when fucking Gary Moore gets here. I'm going to fucking, and then out of nowhere, I heard this tiny little squeaky voice being, What are you going to do with Gary Markets here? What are you going to fucking do with Gary Markets here? And it was Gary. And then the lads were like, Oh, fuck, leave it, Gary. And Gary starts fucking throwing digs at this massive, Why are you going to do when Gary Markets It's a fucking Joe Pesci little lad. Um, and I always, I say that to my mates, we'll cut that all the time. Sorry, why are you going to do with Gary Morgan gets here? <laughs> Uh, yeah, he was fucking writing checks as a skin cash, because Gary Moore was here. Here we go. This is a better momentum. I shouldn't have been talking about those dogs. I didn't have a fully formed bit yet. I hadn't even thought it through in my head. Um. Well, look, I'm, I, I don't, wanna, I don't want to do the. I, I said last week I would talk to you about the goal setting thing. Actually, you no, know, I'll very briefly tell you about how I rescued the dog. Um. No, it's fucking boring. I didn't do an. Basically, there was a dog. What is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? Here, how about this? 2020, Tony, be kind to yourself, okay? Let your stories come. Stop putting so much expectation. I feel like I'm in a relationship with myself now. Do you ever see that? Like those relationships with people and they probably, uh, they should probably break up, you know, because you're at dinner with them and then like maybe the, the husband starts talking or the wife starts talking and they're like, stop, stop. It's not interesting, you know? And they're like, oh, they're like rushing them along, you know, And they're like, OK, get to the point here, love, you know, and it's like, no, come on. We're in here for the ride. We're in here for the long haul. So I'm not, we're not breaking up, right? I'm not breaking up with myself. I'm going to be kind to myself, give myself the pacing to get this out. This is fucking my podcast. I don't know. I don't owe anyone anything. Right. Comedian has mental breakdown on pod. No, this is fine. This is fine. <laughs> okay, what was I talking about? I rescued a dog. My wife and I were coming back from... Where was it? Kilkenny. And on... I don't know the roads. I don't know the names of the roads. I'm not allowed on them. I'm a provisional driver. That, that's very very emasculating not been able to go on the big roads I have to be honest you know but anyway my wife was driving on the big roads while me the baby was in the seat and um, we saw this kind of Glen of Amal Terrier looking thing it was a Glen of Amal Terrier that's a very specific thing to kind of see it kind of looked like a Glen of Amal Terrier you know that very rare breed of dog and it turned out it was one um, on the side of the road, and it looked terrified. It was big rain, it was rainy day. It was foggy, so I got out and I said, "Baby, pull over the car. Daddy needs to save the day." And I got out, and um, I don't know. I did. I, we didn't. I wasn't really thinking. I just kind of thought, you know, this this dog is probably going to run into the middle of a car, uh, into the middle of a car, and get plowed down. So I was like there's no gaffs around here or maybe there is but i don't want to fucking look for them so we ushered this car into the back seat stole the dog really um and then we drove it to um drove it to a vets in dundrum now we were in kildare where we found the dog um and we brought it to the vets they scanned it and turned out that the thing was chipped and they called the owners and the owner picked it up uh, turned out the owner's gaff was, I'd say, um, two minutes from where the dog was. But you know how how were we to know that? You know. So basically, I wouldn't say so much that we rescued a dog, as we um, moved a dog from Kildare to Dublin in a big elaborate prank. Hey, where's Ashton? Oh my God! I've been punked on my face. You got move, guys, move my dog. Um. But I tell you this, the dog, he did not want to be rescued. I had to hold the dog in place and it was going fucking mad. <laughs> it was going mad in the back. and I was going to hold him with you. You're all right. You're all right. You're all right. There I am thinking I'm being fucking the savior. And the dog's like, you've literally just taken him, like, taking me out of take off. um, um, um. um. M-, M Did some say M M&M? and M? Okay, here we go. Stolen dogs. That ain't a hog. That's a dog, you clem. That ain't hard. It ain't hard to differentiate a pig from a dog. All you gotta do is look at the snout and the nose. What's a nose? Who's a snout? Who's a oh, fucking shit patter? This is. I'm, I. I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, guys. These raps today. I should even. De- I should delete them out of the podcast because my percolate one was so lit. Um, But last week I said I would go over um, Some of Zig Ziglar's Seven tips for goal setting Now I still haven't done this yet This is something I need to do Um, But Zig Ziglar Who I told you last year Is a sales guru Turned life coach You know very religious guy But don't hold that against him You know Um, um, You know loves immigrants So you know You know, whatever. Um, But, yeah, I said I would go over the goals. But I'm going to be honest. I I have not set my goals yet. I have not set my goals. But I'll go over some of the tips and I'll kind of explain. Because I said I would. Right? So if you want to hear this, feel free. Right? This is something I'm going to do. And to be perfectly honest, Zig Ziglar says this whole process should take you. Setting your goals for the year should take you potentially even 10 hours. Right? But what you reap from that from being able to actually get into the minutiae of how to um how to actually set the goals will 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 stand to you. This is really looking at the ins and outs as to what you want, right? So, here we go. Seven tips, right? And also, when you're coming up with goals, this is something I'm gonna be doing. Um Actually do you know what? How about next week? I'll tell you some of my goals. How about next how about we do this together? How about you set some of your goals and you can let me know what they are and you can do this plan, right? It doesn't have to be ten hours, because one, well, we're not gonna do ten hours. But if you do an hour on this, I think I think you're you're setting yourself off pretty well for a year, right? And rather than just have goals in one particular category, sometimes we look at the goals that we feel that once achieved on the other side will make us look like a better person will you know be that person that we want to be you know like we're chasing we're chasing being that that person rather than actually looking at your life and seeing which goals if achieved would actually have the best positive impact in your life you know like maybe as much as you hate your job maybe that isn't the worst thing in your life <laughs> like <laughs> sorry like not to get into it but maybe maybe of all the things actually you know, um, visiting your mom or seeing your family more would actually have a better, bigger positive impact in your life, you know, or maybe getting more active and running a 10K and leading up to all those things would actually be, um, would actually have a much more positive impact in your life than than changing your job. Because changing your job might be, I feel this is the thing that defines me. I want to have something else that defines me. But maybe actually there's maybe there's a a couple of other flat spots, as he puts them, in your life. So there's other there's there's ways of setting goals. You know, you should look at what's a good career goal, what's a good intellectual goal, what's a good um, family goal, social goal, um, spiritual goal. So there's five, right? If you had a goal in all one of those, you'd be doing doing pretty well. so these are the seven tips. And feel free to skip ahead if, you know, this is something that doesn't interest you. You never know, free content, right? But this is something I did once, and it worked for me when I did it, right? Uh, number one, seven tips. Number one, state the goal. Write it down. I want to run a 10K. No, make it present tense, even better. Bring in a bit of Brian Tracy. He's another, he's another self-help guru. He says state it in the present tense right I have run 10k right I have earned 30 grand this year I've earned 50 grand this year i am um, I have I have performed um I've performed in a band i did i put on a gig and I did it I have um practiced mindfulness For a thousand minutes. Over the course of the year. You know. I have. um, I have gone on. um, Three weekend trips with my family. And not friends. You know. So whatever it is. You state the goal. And without looking at the goal as well. Be sure that this is something that. Is something you want. That no one else wants for you. Um, that you want for pure reasons, not because you think someone else has it. You know, you make sure this is something that you really want, right? Stating the goal, writing it down. Do you know what? That's probably even the biggest step. Writing it down, writing down, I have, I will, or whatever it is, you know. um. So one of my goals when I did my first uh, Sugar Club show was to have an hour-long show, and I've done that. And I, that was one of the goals I was actually able to achieve. I wasn't able to achieve them all. But another key factor here, step one, state the goal. Step two, set a deadline, right? Give yourself a deadline for the goal. You know this, you, you would do you think, I would never, I wouldn't have done, if I was given my Leaving Cert homework and given my lifetime to do it, I wouldn't have, have, I wouldn't have done it. It was all the deadlines of having to have it done on time that made me do it. And this is the thing. Hey, even The Godfather had a deadline. E.T. had a deadline. They look back, Francis Ford Coppola looks back at that film and thinks, shit, I wish I could have done something better. It's one of the greatest, it's the greatest film of all time, The Godfather. But he had a deadline. Deadlines actually work to your advantage, right? Especially, especially creatively, right? Um, But give yourself a deadline. If you're running 10K, be realistic. And this is why he says it takes about 10 hours because you've got to break down each one of these steps and think how long. I'm sorry this isn't funny. I'm sorry this isn't funny. But I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. All right? New year, new you. Set a deadline. Right? I will have performed a live gig by this time. I will have gone up and performed five minutes stand up by this time. I will have um, or I have I have performed stand-up by this time. I have gone on holiday with my parents by this time. I have written um, I, I have I have written six blog entries on my new blog or vlog. I have uploaded six videos to Instagram um one a month. so by June I have uploaded six and by December I've uploaded 12. Whatever, whatever it is, you set the deadline so, you know, just put a bit more pressure on you. Step three, identify the obstacles, right? This is a key part that no one ever does, right? What's the obstacles? I um, I could likely be bored. I have a job that could get in the way. I have, uh, I socialize. Most of my time is spent uh, on the booze. I get hungover. over. Uh, I don't want to do stuff when I'm hungover uh i could get lethargic if i don't do it by 4 p.m. uh i could be tired i'm tired after work that means i might have to do it in the morning i um i might i might find that one day i don't want to do it i if i find one day i might not want to train just got to make sure you do it the second day you know identify all list all the obstacles like this 20 obstacles that could get in the way um, of you achieving of you uh, achieving that goal. Some of the other goals could even be in the way. That's also another thing. Keep that in mind. Make sure none of these goals are kind of counterintuitive. Um, not counterintuitive. Uh, make sure no goal means, you know, yeah. Just don't have a fucking goal that means that you know. If you have a goal to to become. Um, If you have a goal to genuinely not get off a couch, to win a competition by not getting off a couch in two months, then you doing a 10K in that time is not going to happen. That sort of thing, except a fucking not a shit example. Goal number one, be kind to yourself, Tony. Uh, Step number four, identify people, groups and organizations that can assist you in achieving your goal. This is a key step. You know, like minded people will help you. Viewers ask, you message someone on Instagram, say, hey, I want to um, I wanna do stand-up. Not me. Don't fucking bother me. Don't fucking talk to me. I'm not going to answer you. Um, no, my, I mean, if I see them, I don't look at my Instagram messages that often. But, you know, if you if you need help with, with something, I'd be happy to give you a summary as to if you want to help, if you want to get up and try and do stand-up. I'm, I'm not a particularly good stand-up, but I've done it a couple of times. Um, goal number two, be less modest. Um, but whoever, you know, if you have see if you if you've seen people who have even if you're just fucking if you're creeping on Instagram and you see someone, do you know what? Fucking hell. Last year, they were just trying the couch to 5K thing. Now they've run a marathon. How did they do it? That's someone who could help you list the people, the groups, the organizations that can assist you in achieving your goal. If you want to stand up list all the places that do open mic nights, if you want to do a gig List all the venues that will likely put on your gig with your band. You know, if you want to start a band, list all the people you think who could get in the band with you. You know, all the groups and organizations that can assist you. in. Like, genuinely, we all, be, I think I think because of the internet, we all think we can do everything. We go on YouTube, we think, oh, well, yeah, well, the tutorials are there. But are you really going to sit down and, and do them? Do You know what I mean? You know, if you want to be a web developer, if you want to be a graphic designer, you know, that's a goal then honestly, the people and the groups are are the way to go. Actually, having someone to speak to rather than just creeping online is going to make a huge difference. Number five, list the benefits of achieving this goal. Achieving this goal will mean a better heart health. Achieving this goal means I am more financially secure. Achieving this goal means that I am more emotionally gratified. Achieving this goal puts a less strain on. On my job, maybe I like my job. Maybe, maybe I like the security my job gives me, but I don't like actually doing the job. Then you need to flex parts outside of your work. You know, you need to do some sort of uh, activity or hobby where you can feel fulfilled. You know, I, I don't feel like everyone has to do a job that they actually really enjoy. You know, I think they, I think changing the perspective and thinking, well, look at what this job offers me in terms of the security and the freedom to do the things that I do like doing. So, list all the benefits uh, to achieve the goal. Number six, list the skills you need to acquire to attain the goal. If you ran a, tw- if you ran a marathon tomorrow, you couldn't do it. You need to build your stamina. You need to build, um, you know, you probably need to build your habits, grow your habits, so that your habit of being bored after running for a kilometer isn't there anymore. Um skills you need to achieve you need to flex your writing skill if you're writing stand-up you need to have five minutes to get up there you need to uh, practice your personal speaking you need to practice that set before you go up you need to practice in front of a mirror um you need to uh, if you're writing that's a habit you know you need to flex that thing you know maybe every morning get up before work write 30 minutes so that those kind of neural pathways in your brain are flexed so that for the first five minutes you're not saying this is shit this is shit this is shit. That's a skill you need to achieve. Um, you might need to... What are their goals? Uh, skills. Uh, you're hanging out with your family more. Maybe you need to... Uh, f- maybe you need to develop your patience. Maybe you need to develop... Um, change your perspective. Maybe you need to... Maybe you need... Maybe there's things that your parents say that make you just resort back to your eight-year-old self. And that's something you need to overcome. Um, so... There's various skills that you need to actually acquire to attain that goal. But that's not like, you know, oh, now I have to do this. That's the bonus. Look at all the skills you get to acquire while attaining that goal. And number seven is develop a plan. This is the big one, right? And this is the kind of like, like picture this, like you're picture this. We have a butt butt naked banging on the bathroom floor. Picture this. Um, No, you're just, this is actually where all the things you have the goal. You have the deadline, you have the obstacles, you have the people, you have the benefits of achieving the goal. You have the skills need to acquire the goal and then develop the plan. The develop the plan is really just taking bits from all those steps, but kind of talking to yourself like you're talking to a friend. So it's like um, develop the plan. Um, By June, by by the end of the year, I will have run uh, a half marathon. Um, how I go about doing that is I am going to be training a 5k couch to 5k plan by this time 5k to 10k plan by this time the couch to 5k plan takes 8 weeks the 5k to 10k plan takes this time takes 12 weeks the 12 to whatever it is 20 20 K whatever takes this many weeks so you know you can kind of block that out you know that's an easy one because there's apps that can kind of block it out for you Um. Ob- obstacles would be that I'm lazy Obstacles would be I'm not eating well Obstacles would be that I'm boozing So to make sure that I can overcome my obstacle of being hungover on a Sunday I am going to maybe run on a Saturday morning I am Or I am going to ensure that I'm not boozing as much on the Sunday I am going to join a running club I am going to join Strava I don't even run, by the way I seem to know a lot about fucking running I don't even run Um I'm going to join Strava and try and compete with other people or go on runs with other people. I know that by doing this, the benefit will be I will be uh, I will probably have a, an improved mood. I will probably feel better. I will probably whatever. And the skills you need to achieve, uh, you know, it's just about basically putting all of these things. I want to, by the end of the year, have done 20 stand-up gigs or 12 stand-up gigs, whatever. Although, you know, I do think if you are starting stand-up, you should try and book, you know, blocks, you know, of like four within within two weeks, if you can. Because um, if it doesn't go well, you just go up straight away and do it again. Or if it goes well, have that humbling thing where you go up again and it doesn't go well and then have the third one. But doing them every month isn't enough time, I don't think, to flex those muscles. So if your goal is, you know, get have a 15-minute set by the end of the year, have a good 15-minute set, you know, you're going to want to do probably about 30 or 40 gigs over the year to even figure that out, you know. So I want to have 15 minute. So here's an obstacle for you. It's difficult to get spots. Um, So I'm going to have to I'm going to have to hammer everyone in my spare time. Ask as many people as I can walk around town, let people know that I'm that I'm, you know, willing to take whatever kind of open mic spots they'll get benefits, achieving the goal, blah, 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 blah. You just set a plan. Right. And. Identifying the groups and organizations that can assist can help you with the plan, and also writing down all these things and linking them all together can can help you with the plan. And anyway, that's it, guys. Way to way to end the show with a with a whimper. Um, but look, that's how you set goals. Apparently, I did it before. Worked well. Worked well for me. Uh, I achieved. I think three of the five that I had set. Uh, probably two, but they were big ones. Anyway, I'm gonna make my my list of goals, guys. Why don't you make your list? Huh? Why don't we do this together? When we get up off the couch, we do this together. And uh, you can message me in uh, your goals um, at Tony Horror on all the social guys, at Tony Horror uh, on social media. Uh, also, guys, could you do me a huge favor? Um, I'm really enjoying doing this podcast and uh it's been a lot of fun and i really like doing weird sketches in it and you know i'd like to be able to focus um focus more time on it and i'd like to i would be great sometime if there was a sponsor down the line and that meant you know that i could um that you know oh give me money i want money no um this has been doing really really well in the Spotify charts, um, but it would make a huge splash for me because this is basically the old podcast that I used to do fucking years ago. So it, for whatever reason, Apple Podcasts, when it's a newer podcast, it jumps up the charts a lot more when there's kind of reviews and things like that. Because this is still the old RSS feed, boring as that is to explain, um, it's an, it's considered an older podcast even though it's a new podcast. So could you do me a favor now, right? if you're listening to this on the apple podcast app right could you please go into the app right can you do that now go into the app give this show a review right all you have to do is it takes two taps bop, bop, tap whatever five stars if you think it's good five stars. Uh, and then if you have a written review as well it would make a huge a huge difference in this podcast um moving up the charts uh, and getting more listens so that i can maybe get some fucking money but anyway if you would like to see me um at any of the uh upcoming pure gras tour i would love you i would love to meet you i would love to see you um so i'll give you a couple of dates here um february 8th and 9th in galway is now sold out if you slept on that well you can't come um there may be another one uh, announced um potentially in in march so keep your eyes peeled but hey if you don't wanna if you wanna just maybe make the the trip to cork maybe if it's maybe if you and your partner were gonna go why don't you spend the weekend in cork uh, and come to the february 14th gig on galentine's gay um february 15th bray comedy festival sell so some tickets for that february 20th limerick Dolans. i haven't been talking about that one come come to that one i forgot that i forgot that one um and i'm really looking forward to it i've never i i i've not performed in limerick before so please february 20th please come to see me in dolan's um february 22nd in hoth the abbey tavern that is now sold out so talk to you there um march 14th in ratoth um ticket selling very well for that um possibly will sell out uh, closer to the whatever whatever tickets selling well spirit store in dundalk march 21st still some tickets for that um and the rest of all the dublin dates are sold out dublin sugar club 25th 26th both sold out and the Driocht in blanche is practically sold out could be a handful of tickets there wow what a life huh what a life um so guys thank you very much for listening uh, and I'll see you here next week with your goals I love you goodbye